Okay, we're ready. I believe we're ready for uh, a couple testimonies. God is so faithful when we put our trust in Him. He's faithful. Everybody say He's faithful. Rod Short, where are you? Right there. We all love Rod. Let's give Rod a hand. He's speaking of faithful. Rod has been on this worship team for a long, 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 long time. Faithful to serve God. Faithful to be obedient to whatever he calls him to do. And uh, I love this guy. I'm glad to call him friend. And so does he. All right, you're going to get the Cliff Notes version today. I could probably spend a really long time um, telling you everything that's happened in the last six months. Um, first of all, I could basically download this whole set, and this would be my testimony for the last six months. It's, it's like if I were to plug in a playlist, this would be it. I could pick a, a line from any of these songs. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There's freedom from fear, freedom from doubt, freedom from what happens, what's going to happen or what may not happen in the future. And uh, with that in mind, I'm going to tell you what happened starting in May. Um, I had some swelling in uh, my arm and leg and went to the doctor, found they had, that I had blood clots. Um, I'd had COVID in March, so I thought, well, maybe it's just a complication of that. Went on blood thinners for three months and went back to the doctor. The doctor said, you don't need to be on these. You're the healthiest guy uh, with this kind of condition that I've ever seen. The next day, I went to the emergency room with blood clots um, that actually went to my lungs and I had a pulmonary embolism and was in severe pain and um, probably closer to death than, than I was willing to admit. Um, my brother-in-law basically uh, told me that a lot of people um, who had my condition as severely as it was don't come out of the emergency room. I came out and um, basically didn't sleep for nine days. I could not lay down. Um, but in that time, it felt like I was either Paul or Silas in the jail. And I chose to quote scripture. Anything that I could come to mind, it was there, and I spoke it out loud. Um, I sang. I did anything that I could do. Um, and I'm telling you that, that I'm not very easy to get along with when I don't get sleep. I didn't sleep for nine days. So, Marilyn, thank you for putting up with me. <laughs> um, anyway, um, moving on. So, while I was in the emergency room, they, they did uh, something called a PSA test, which is a prostate, um, prostate test for the amount of enlargement. The numbers were supposed to be less than one. It was 183. Um, they also did a CT scan and found an enlarged prostate and a, um, an enlarged uh, lymph node. So basically, I was diagnosed with stage four 
prostate cancer. Um, and everyone was basically standing around waiting for me to melt down, and I didn't. I had peace. I had peace that passed all understanding, and the reason I had peace was, first of all, I was prepared. Those nine days prepared me for anything. And to be quite honest, had I not had the, the blood clot and the pulmonary embolism, the cancer could have grown, and um, by the time they diagnosed it, there may not have been anything they could do. Okay. So, um, in October, um, that was basically the beginning of October, I started hormone therapy, um, which is the mildest form of cancer treatment that you can do. I chose not to do radiation, chose not to do chemo. Um, I am doing diet and lifestyle changes, um, taking fists full of supplements and, and uh, doing things that, that Christy probably would go, Ugh. <laughs> what are you doing? You're eating that? Okay. Um, <laughs> you don't want to ask. Yeah, you don't want to know. You don't want to know. But basically, um, this is wisdom that I feel like the Lord has given to me, and I'm following his directions. Um, also, in October, um, the Harkies were here, and I was on the platform and watching, watching him pray for everybody and, and just, just playing, doing my thing. And at the end, Christy came up and said, do you want John to pray for you? And I said, well, sure, why not? Um, I knew at that time that, that God had, wasn't finished with me yet. Let's put it that way. And um, my father-in-law basically had, had cancer for um, several years and was, he had this attitude. He said, I'm going to be here until God takes me home. And until that time, I'm going to do everything I can do. Um, and that's, that was my attitude. So Pastor Harkey prayed for me. Um, and he basically declared that the, the healthy cells were going to destroy the sick cells. Any of you who know much about physiology know that that's an immune system response. So... The supplements and things that I'm, and I'm working on right now is to boost my immune system. Okay, fast forward to December, um, December 27th, I had a follow-up with, uh, with my oncologist, and I recommended, I asked them, would you please do a PSA test? They weren't going to do any tests, they were just going to say, how are you doing? And I'd say, I'm doing fine, I don't feel anything, and they'd say, come back in a couple of months. So I had them do a PSA test. It was 1.03. <laughs> In two months from starting treatment, from doing this, and from having been prayed for, um, that's pretty remarkable because prostate basically develops over generations or years, decades. So to have that kind of a change in two months is nothing short of a miracle. I am looking forward to, um, to the rest of the miracle and for every day that God is granting me. So, thank you. It was just a 
Everyone, extend your hands towards Rod. Father, I just I thank you for Rod. I just thank you for this man, for this mighty man of God, for what you've called him to do, what you've called him to be, and the example that he is to so many of us. Your word says that to those who overcome as I overcame, and I thank you for the overcomer that he is. I thank you for the healing that's already taken place in his body. We thank you for supplements. I thank you for Holy Spirit for guiding him, directing him, giving him exactly the protocol to follow. And in that obedience, I thank you for the healing over his body. And I just say, let it be finished in the name of Jesus. Work completed in Jesus' name. Completely healed. Thank you. Bobby. Bobby, Bobby. I got this guy in my contacts that's coming up here as Bobby Ponytail. I don't really know what his last name is, but it makes it really easy to remember which Bobby I'm talking about. It's Bobby Ponytail. <laughs> so, Bobby's got a testimony, uh, some uh, amazing things I don't want to too much foundation here, lay too much foundation. I want you to be able to share it, and uh, I don't want you preaching a message either. I want, I want the cliff notes on yours. <laughs> I knew when Rod, I say, you know, he, my, Rod, mighty man of God, he could get up here and turn the whole thing into a message because, and Bobby could do the same thing. He's on fire for the Lord right now. Remember, we baptized him about a, what, a month, a month and a half ago or so? something like that and that guy has come up out of the water and has been on fire ever since probably was before but I know for sure he is now one of the things that I still laugh about I think one of the <laughs> once a lot of times we'll pray for somebody before they get baptized or after they get baptized that you know that God will come through fill them with his Holy Spirit that they're get blasted and blessed blessed and blasted and all, and all of that, you know, just blessed of the Lord. I don't know if it was before or after for him, but I know that God just, he just slammed right down to the floor, laid there for a while. I, I took off, or I was getting ready to take off, and, and, and saw him a little bit later, and he goes, his eyes are all big, and he's walking around, he's going, that was real, that was real. <laughs> so I've asked him, what exactly does that mean, that was real, Bobby, but uh, yeah, share your testimony about what the Lord, not about the baptism part, but about, well, unless you want to just talk for a second about that, but about what God just did. We, he, he, he called me, we were praying for uh, some things, and God came through. God's faithful. We love him, we trust him, and so I'm going to let you hold on to that mic until you say too much, and then I'll probably grab it from you. Well, I thank the Lord for my salvation. Uh, I thank um there's an old mentor of mine. He's in the crowd of witnesses. His name is Pastor Ed Morales. I'd like to thank him for instilling in me and introducing me to God. I'd like to thank the staff here at Valley Christian Church and uh, Priscilla and Happy for leading the way for me to find this uh, a beautiful church. Um, Keep that mic up close your mouth. Yeah. Wow. Uh, watching our words is echoing in my mind the sermon that Pastor uh, gave. Um, 
the Bible says that, that, that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by our testimony. Um, but that being said, uh, two days before Christmas, we get a letter from my landlord. And um, we've been there for like seven, eight years. And she's telling us that we got to move. So, it was a beautiful, beautiful Christmas. Uh, we had presents. You know, I'm blessed. I, I, I thank the Lord for, for a good job. You know, I, I plumb, and, 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 you know, he blessed me with, with the talent. But I'm a man of God first before I'm a plumber. So, uh, with that hanging over our head, I was like, man, you know, like I was staying strong for, for my wife and my children. And she was just like, she was, you know, she's a mother. You know, she didn't want, I got... Uh, I got a one-year-old who just turned two this week. I got a four-year-old that's going to be five. I got a beautiful 15-year-old going on 30. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, she got to be wrapped around her finger pretty much. And so with that hanging over our head, I, I, uh, we had a, a Bible study the day before that at Nina Lolly's and Nina Tom's. And it was about faith. And we went over a scripture about a woman and that was telling herself, if only I could touch the hem of his garment. If only I could touch the hem of his garment. And that next day, we got that, that letter from our, from, our, um, from our landlord. And I kept, I kept uh, 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 just saying that scripture, if only I could touch the hem of his garment. If only I could touch the hem of his garment. And, and while she was doing that, she was walking towards him. Because faith without works is dead. And when she touched him, Jesus, you know, he stopped and said, who touched me? And he turned, mm, come on, he turned, he turned her away. So I was believing God's going to turn my way with that faith, because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but I trust in the name of the Lord my God. Where these sermons that pastor was preaching and watching our words, watching our walk, and Nina Lolly and Nino Tom just, you know, speaking life into my circumstances and my wife just going to this property manager and this property manager and I'm a convicted felon and and, and, and that was kind of holding us back and and uh, we have a pit bull man a typical Chicano dog so I mean <laughs> and he's family so it's like we didn't want to let my dog go either as well so uh, you know people were not really persecuting my faith because I was pretty much staying strong well you know around people but in the Midnight hours, man, I was at Jesus' feet, man, just holding on to the horns of the altar, just praying and, and, and reminding him, let the redeemer of the Lord say so. And like the gentleman said, just using God's word, you know, remember me now, God, and remember the promises that, 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 that you gave me because times like this, the promises comfort us. And just using his word, and, and I felt like Noah, man, in the middle of the desert, building a boat known as the ark, and people were saying, what are you doing when they haven't even heard of rain? So I was just sitting there, just, man, just holding on to the horns of this altar. And then, you know, with my wife, you know, planting seeds, we spent like $300 on applications. And, you know, no one, no one didn't want us. But I felt it in my spirit that I, I'm going to get you a home. And you're going to know it's me, <laughs> only me. Because, you know, you're not going to get a loan. Uh, you're not going to need no one to co-sign for you. Um, and all the, uh, 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 the stuff that, you know, being a committed family, what have you. So... I went into uh, this uh, consolidated plumbing supply, and I wasn't telling anybody about my circumstances because I didn't want no one to feel sorry for me nor speak life, I mean, speak death over my circumstance. So uh, 
I told Pastor Nan, Nina Lolly, uh, uh, Nino Tom, Kiki, and uh, and this guy was there. I knew for four years getting my permanent parts, and this guy told me, um, so Bobby, how's the New Year uh, treating you? And I, oh, pretty good and whatever have you. But then for some reason, I know what reason, I told him, you know, you know, man, we got a letter uh, two days before Christmas, and you know, time to all spill. And then after the guy that was actually uh, taking my orders, he came back from the warehouse with my parts, and he tells me, "So, Bobby, what's going on with you? Uh, you're not your your natural self today, you know." And and uh, I'm like, "Well, I'm doing good." And I'm like, "You know what? I'm just gonna tell him too." So I told him too, and he goes, "You know what? I I had a feeling something was wrong because, and this is he telling me." I was like, man, you're putting too much on it. But he was like, you know, every time you come in here, you bring joy. You're always talking about Jesus. And, and I'm telling my comrade here, my coworker, uh, man, that guy, uh, I love the passion he has for the Lord. You know, he's not ashamed of his faith. And, and you know, you just bring joy in here. I'll have church in the middle of Home Depot. I don't care. And I'll pass my hat around for a love offering. And I'll pay my tithes to the local church right here in Valley. Amen. So... <laughs> he goes, and with that being said, uh, Man, let's move back up here. <laughs> I don't feel I don't feel worthy to share your pulpit, Pastor. Thank you for. So, with that being said, um, uh, he goes, you know, um, we're just starting a handyman management property, and uh, we got a couple of houses, and one is coming up. It's not even on the market yet. However, uh, why don't uh, you and your your it's a two-bedroom. Why don't you and your wife come and take the first dibs on it and look at it? And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm a convicted felon, man. And he goes, I'll work with you. And I go, okay. I go, well, my credit's not good and my credit's not bad. He goes, well, I'll work with you. And I go, okay. Uh, my mind, last but not least, I got to pay a boo, man. And a lot of times, I don't want to. He goes, Bobby, I'll work with you. <laughs> so... We went the next day, and we fell in love with it. He goes, did I tell you it was a two-bedroom house? Uh, it's a three-bedroom house. Um, a front yard, a backyard, a two-car, what was that? Two-car garage. Two-car garage, and um, I wanted to rent it out for this much, but I'm going to rent it out to you guys for this much, and it's ridiculously, like Pastor said, it's ridiculously crazy. Jesus crazy. So with that being said, um, we moved in this week, and, and we're in our three-bedroom house, man. And don't you say that he can't do it. Don't you say that he can't do it, amen. He is faithful. We put our trust in him about all of the little things, even the little things. Not such a little thing. When you're looking for a house, especially in this market, it's ridiculous. The housing market, right? It's absolutely ridiculous. And he said $300 in application fees, trying to find a place. Convicted felon, so nobody, nobody would rent to him. But God, everybody say, but God, but God. Just extend your hands towards Bobby right now. I want to. I want to just pray for Bobby together that we're going to trust and believe for Bobby that his entire family, this, this guy is so on fire for the Lord, such a, 
he reminds me actually of a, of a cousin of mine. He's so energetic and enthusiastic and ready to share the Lord with whoever, whenever, wherever. It's like, uh, it's just a joy bomb to be around. It's like, and I just pray that God will continue to continue to use his influence in every opportunity and every door that opens for Bobby. Father, I just thank you for Bobby. And I just pray right now, we just thank you that you've blessed him. I just thank you that you've blessed him. And I pray that you would continue to bless him, that he would walk in your favor, in obedience to your word, that he would continue to walk in your favor and your protection. And we all just said, Amen. God bless you. Oh, God's faithful. All the time. All the time. All the time. I want to I want to have an hour to preach and I don't. So I'm just going to end up uh, starting with a scripture really quick. And I'm going to quit saying really quick and just do it. I'd like you to turn with me to Proverbs. We're going to start with Proverbs 37. I mean Psalms 37. I said Proverbs. What you needed to pay attention to was what I meant. (laughs) Psalms. Psalms 37. I was at Proverbs too, so... (laughs) Psalm 37, verse 3. Trust. Everybody say trust. Trust. In the Lord. And do good. Dwell in the land. And feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself. In the Lord, he shall give you the desires of your heart. Isn't that amazing? Bobby went from an apartment in Caldwell to a three-bedroom, two-car garage house in Meridian. (laughs) And if I told you how much, you'd say, what? What? When he told me how much, I said, what? Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. Had to be God, but God, but God. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him. Again, everybody say trust. And he shall bring it to pass. What does bring it to pass mean? It means he will give you the desires of your heart, if you delight yourself in him and trust, trust, trust. It's one thing to believe. It's a whole other thing to trust. I was like, wow, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. We've, we've had several, a handful of people say, to you actually go into somebody's house that you know has COVID and pray for them? Say, yes, we've done it several times. Yes, we do. Why? Because I trust in the Lord. If I feel that he is sending me to that house to go lay hands on somebody and pray for him, I trust in him, so I will. 
Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light. It's like, wow, he'll bring forth my righteousness as the light. It's like he's going to shine his light on you, showing his righteousness in you. In other words, I'm spotlighted. He's drawing me out and spotlighting me, showing my righteousness in him. Is that not awesome? If I trust in him, if I delight myself in him and his ways, commit my ways to the Lord, he's going to bring forth my righteousness as the light. My right standing with him, having others see that I'm walking in his light. And your justice as the noonday. Oh, man. When is the sun the high? When is the sun like the highest and the brightest? It's noonday. It's like he's going to drag me out and, and make me just, show my justice, or bring justice to me in such a manner that everybody can see in the noonday light. Does this make sense? Is this an awesome promise? Do you trust in the Lord? Turn to your neighbor and say, I trust in God. Oh, now you turn and say it. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Oh, sometimes it can be about our timing, not his timing. Our timing, not his timing. God, you're not faithful. You're not faithful. You're not faithful because you didn't. It's like, oh, son, but it's in my timing. Rest in him. Wait patiently for him. Don't get in a hurry and outrun him. Get ahead of him, and then the light's behind you. He's not keeping up with you with the light. Matthew 18.3. Could I get Matthew 18.3 up there? It's like, how do we just trust in the Lord? So assuredly, I say to you, Jesus speaking, assuredly say unto you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Oh, you know that there are experiences that we have in our life that cause us to mistrust. You know, when we, when we look at some of the experiences that we've had, and then begin to question, begin to wonder. I think we can go back to Job. I don't really have time. I have some scriptures from Job that are so significant. But we're not going to go there this, this morning. But events in our life that can cause us to question and wonder if really we do trust in God, where our trust is, who we trust. Who do we trust? God. We trust in God. I think it was really cool, Bob. He said, some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but I trust in the Lord. Yeah. We're ready to go to battle. The horses are prepared, but the battle is the Lord's. It's like, <laughs> that was great. I love it, love it, love it, love it. <clears throat> Romans 8, 38, 39. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. 
So we know that all of the things that we're going through, the things that are happening in our lives, are working together for our good, Him working in our lives. It's like uh, the next scripture, what can separate us from the love of God? What can separate us from the love of God? Not height, not depth, not... I'm not you can pull that up if you want. No, not height, not depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What can separate us from the love of God? Nothing can separate us from His love. He loves us no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing. God continues to love us. But He loves us so much that even though He is with us, loving on us, in our worst place, in our worst point of need, when we've hit the bottom of the barrel, God loves you too much to leave you there. So because he loves us, he's going to start to bring correction and show us a way out. But we have to trust in him, believe his word, be obedient to him, as we've just read there, in order for him to lead us out. Everybody say, God loves me. And he loves me so much, he's not content leaving me where I am. He has so much more for me that I'm listening, I'm obedient, and I'm committing to him so I can go where he leads. Amen. Pastor Tim, I like a... When we talk about God leading, you know, this young man right here has sat for over a little over two and a half years in the same office as me. We got to, we got to share an office together. Wasn't that just a joy and a play? Yes. <laughs> we got to share an office together because I wanted Tim absolutely to know my heart to get familiar with the way that I think, the vision that I have for, for this house and the vision that I have for my life and the vision that I have for his life. And, and so he sat in that office. I remember him coming in for the first day and he was saying, where's my office going to be? It's like, right over there. It's like, what? At the kid table. <laughs> At the kid table. So for two and a half years, he's become quite familiar with how I think, who I am, my voice, what I would probably say in this situation, what I would do, because his desire is to be a senior pastor. And what better way than to just sit in the same office where we can just get to know each other really well. So, yes, getting some really good confirmation here. So what I would like to do is an illustration right here. I'd like you to put that fur on, but not around your neck or not around your waist, but blindfold you. You know, we always have at least two, three, four, five verse voices going on in our head and around us, the voice of the world, continually. It's like, I mean, Scripture tells us, be not conformed to the standards of this world, 
but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And it also, and Jesus said, my sheep will know my voice and follow it. So I'm going to be, we're, <laughs> you got that tied good? So yeah. you can't see it all. No. Promise. I promise. <laughs> okay. We have a couple other microphones. We have another microphone that's still turned on. So I want... Yeah, Fallon. You. Yeah, yeah. I want you to be one of the voices of the world. You good with that? Uh, okay. I guess so. What do I say? What do I say? What does the world say? You were there for a while, weren't you? <laughs> okay. All right. You remember. You remember. I need one more. I need another volunteer. Okay, Ryan. Thank you for volunteering. I saw that hand. Seeing things as if they were. <laughs> okay, you're a voice of the world too. So Pastor Tim is going to get some, some really good direction. I want you to first, Matthew. This is going to be, we have, this is Holy Spirit. No, I'm Holy Spirit, but this is the guardian angel right here but you're just barely going to be just barely, barely. So he just barely knows you're there. Just barely knows you're there. And I'm going to give him some really clear direction, but he's probably going to have a hard time with that because there's going to be at least two other voices. And if there's anybody else from the world that wants to end up shouting some instruction or direction or this is the way that you should go, I would encourage you to go for it. So, world... Let's start giving him some direction. Let's guide his path for him a little bit. Which way do you go? Which way do you go? Which way do you go? Fallon. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Ryan. Which we we give him some direction. Uh, give him some direction. You come um, this Maybe way. Maybe come this way, uh, Tim. Over here. No, no, turn, turn over around. here sounds, turn around sounds like you should go. Um, actually, go come, come this Maybe way. Maybe this way. <laughs> Um, oh, oh, you should actually come okay, uh, back Tim, here. Maybe right, straight, right over here. Like, right you, over hear, here. Uh, you hear Fallon's voice? This way. You hear the voice, no, no, the voice no, no, of the actually, world? This way. Careful, come, careful, come, careful, come careful, this way. careful, this careful. This way. Okay. Tim, Tim, Tim. I think okay. you should come over here. Come. Pastor Tim. Yep. Pastor Tim. <laughs> oh, you're going great. Keep going, keep going. Tim, keep going. Voices keep going. No, 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 Tim. Pastor Tim. Tim, Tim. Hey, hey this Pastor way, Tim, straight forward. Yeah, no, come, Three come, steps come forward. Way, way, Three way, steps way. forward. No, Tim, now, one Tim, step to the right. One back. step to the right. Two, okay, no, no, two, two steps forward. Back. Two, back. Two, two steps, steps forward, back. Tim. Two steps back. Okay, no, 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 gently, gently. Another step down. Another step down. Another step down, Tim. Another step down. You got it. Another step down. Another step down. Now, Tim, turn to the left. No, not that sharp. Not quite so sharp. Hey, these voices now, are quick. Uh, you should, uh, the world is quick. You should, you okay, right. Pastor Tim, I take want you to... Take three steps to your okay, left. Okay, I need you to sprint for three steps. Take three don't steps sprint. to your left. No, so, okay, don't sprint. Okay, no. okay, okay. Well, that was three. All right. Two more turn more steps a little bit forward. left. Turn a little bit left. No, come this way. Turn a little bit left. Keep coming forward. Keep coming Turn a little bit left, Tim. Keep coming forward. More left. More left. More left. More left. More left. Okay, stop. 
Now turn to the right now, just a I little bit. Turn to the go, right nope. just a little bit. Tim, you come Tim, to the left. I need you to do a Tim, are you listening? Jump in the air. Tim, are you listening? Two jumps in the air. Okay, Tim, three steps forward. Three steps forward, Tim. Now sharp left. Sharp left. Sharp left. Sharp left. Now come four steps forward. Four steps forward. Four steps forward. Three steps straight. Three steps forward. Keep going forward. Keep going forward. Keep going forward. Step up. Step up. Step up. Step up. Step up. Step up. Now Step turn up. to the right. To the right. Okay. <laughs> to the left. Actually, right Are you hearing here. my voice? Right next to you, Tim. Are you hearing my voice, Tim? I'm right next to you. Three more steps ahead. I think you Three should more turn steps to the right ahead. and take four, four steps, steps ahead. Five steps ahead. Six <laughs> steps ahead. Stop. 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 Now turn sharp right. Now walk towards me. You don't know where I am. Go backwards. Go backwards. Stop. Stop. Go okay, backwards. stop. <laughs> Tim. We made it here safely. Perfect. Yes. Now, Tim, do you trust me? Yes. You trust me? Yes. Okay. What I want you to do now is just go off your heels, just lean yourself back and fall over backwards. Okay. <laughs> Ready? Yes. Set? Yes. Just over backwards. Over backwards. <laughs> hmm. Okay. That was scary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're good. Okay. See you right back. <laughs> Thank you, voices of the world. See, Jesus came, John 10, 10 says, Jesus came to give us abundant life. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But to kill, steal, and destroy, Jesus came that we would have abundant life. I listened to, to Bobby's testimony, and, and, and he's so excited. Pastor Lynn, Pastor Lynn, I got a house, I got a house, I got a house. Not an apartment anymore, my first house, my first house. Isn't that so awesome? Just so awesome. God is faithful. God is faithful. We put our trust in Him. He is faithful. But I want to... When we are ready to completely put our trust in God, sometimes there's things in our life, people that, like I was saying, that have disappointed us, that have let us down. And when we see people... We look at people and we see so oftentimes disappointment. It's people that have let us down. So sometimes there's forgiveness that needs to take place. We need to get our hearts cleared out so we can absolutely forgive, forgive, forgive. Last week I was talking about, and I just want to emphasize this, that Jacob and his brother Esau, that Esau, the scripture, it's written in the scripture, the prophetic word, the blessing that his father spoke over him, over Esau is that you will wear a yoke, but when that yoke comes off, when you take your brother's yoke off from your neck, it's like it's amazing how we can allow something that's happened in the past to continue to dictate our thoughts and our actions until we get our heart cleared by forgiving that person, which then will take that yoke off. So we can end up being in freedom. 
It was Jacob's yoke on Esau's neck because he had not forgiven him. And again, I say, I, I, I just feel that this absolutely bears repeating that it is not about somebody asking you to forgive them. It's about you forgiving somebody, even if they don't deserve forgiveness, but you deserve to forgive them so you can end up walking in freedom. So that you can be in alignment with God's blessing for your life. Did you have something you want to share, Dana? Let, then let's do it. This is my other baby girl. Now, when... I'm just going to... I would like to just stand there and look pretty just for a minute. I want to say a few more things. Uh, be uncomfortable, okay? Okay. Uh, you know, when uh, one of the things that we have to realize, it's so cool that, I mean, I'm so excited, so blessed that Ryan and Christy have fallen in love with each other, that they're going to be, that they're going to be getting married. And it's one of the things that in relationship, I'm going to say in relationship, we have to be really, really careful that we're not going in as a rescuer or that we're not going in as a victim in a relationship, hoping that a relationship is going to end up healing me, that I'm going to get better because I have found the right woman, that I'm going to get better, that you're going to get better because you found the right guy. We need to be whole, healed, and well. And the only way for that to happen is for us to end up having forgiveness in our heart, to ask forgiveness from Him and have that God spot filled with Him. When we understand our identity in Christ Jesus by having Him in us, only then do we become whole and well so we can end up being a good wife or a good husband. Because if somebody puts me in the number one spot, they're going to be disappointed. So I'm very, very comfortable in the number two spot. When Renee and I got to, when, before Renee and I got together, I was just praying, God, I, what, what I want is a godly wife. My children, for my children, for myself, most importantly, bring me a godly woman. A godly woman. And I'll be quite content being number two. As long as she loves you, with all of her heart, with all of her strength, with all of her soul, then it's going to be easy for her to love me and for us to end up getting along. And I have to do that same thing. We can trust each other because we trust each other to God. And we trust Him for what He's doing. So then as a dad, it's like, man, you end up moving from the number two spot in a son's or a daughter's life into a number three spot. It's like, so then I have to be content with number three. So I'm number three in, uh, in here. So I, I pass the microphone off here to... Well, he was just talking about um, forgiveness and um, taking the yoke off. And uh, that's something that all of us, all of us have had to do in our lives. But I, um, I had to learn that uh, at an early age. And um, I had to forgive my biological mother. 
and she definitely never asked for it. And so I, I went through this process and I wrote her a letter and then it actually um, kind of severed our relationship. Um, but I had forgiven her and I, I gave that to the Lord and I said, I trust in you and I will follow you. And if that means I don't have a relationship with her, it will be okay and I will trust in you um, because I believe that God is not only our father, but there is a mother heart of God. And um, he can fill that too. And only God can fill that place. Just like he was saying, like dad was saying that um, God has to be one, number one. God has to be enough in all of the areas and in, in everything in our life. And so I um, definitely walked through, um, it was a long process. It was not a one time, I forgive her and that's it. But it is continually um, a process, a lifelong process of forgiving, and definitely not a feeling. I don't believe that forgiveness is a feeling, but it is a decision that I say, um, God, I can't do this on my own, but I know with Holy Spirit, I can. You will guide me into that, and you will help me to forgive. And um, just one more part of that, the enemy, even after you have forgiven and you choose to walk in that every day, the enemy loves to bring that back. He loves to bring up the past, right? And he loves to, to throw it in your face. It, you know, the Bible says that he's walking in front of God, throwing accusations of the saints, right? So um, there was a time in my life where my greatest desire was to be a mother. I wanted to be a mom. I knew that that was, that was a calling of my life. And the enemy, because of the example that I had in my biological mother, and he would just bring in front of me, you can't do it. You don't know how to do that. You're not going to be good. You're going to fail just like she did. You're not going to be a good mother. And I had to walk in, in the trust. Like, I didn't even trust in myself, which means I didn't trust in the Jesus in me. So there's, there's a time when you got to put your trust fully in him and not, not even in yourself, Right? Like, you can't trust, I can't trust in myself, but I can trust in the Jesus in me. I can trust in the Holy Spirit guiding me. And so there was a time when I was just like, I, I can't, I'm never, I'm not going to be a mom. I can't be a good mom. I don't know how. Uh, it's just, I'm going to fail in that. And um, thank you, Lord. I have three beautiful children. Uh, they're... Yes. Most of you have probably seen them. We were here at uh, Thanksgiving, and I think... At least my oldest daughter and my youngest came up with me, but my oldest daughter is 11, uh, almost 12, and she is the first one up on Sunday mornings, the first one dressed and ready for church, and she is now a Sunday school teacher to two- and three-year-olds. Um, <laughs> At 12. <laughs> and uh, she loves it. She goes on Saturday, Mom, um, the, the, Sunday before, the Saturday before she's teaching Sunday school, mom, can we go to the church so that I can set up my classroom? Because uh, I don't want to do it on Sunday morning. I want to do it on Saturday. And she brings in extra crafts and um, visual aids and things for her little two- and three-year-old class. So I just thank God so much that when we put our trust fully in him, when we release our forgiveness to others, that we can walk in his calling and his purpose for our life. Yeah. I have to, you probably should add something there because 
I'll go back to we can't be, we can't be that, we can't fill that God spot. Renee was an amazing, since, since, since she was nine years old, we've had custody, she lived in our home. Renee was an amazing mom to her. It's the one that she calls mom. That's, that is mom to, to her. But still, the God hole has to be fixed and filled first before we can actually walk in that freedom and the blessing and the incredible mom that she is today, God had to fix it. God had to fix it. Love you. I am not going to ask for an extra 10 or 15 minutes this morning. I'm just going to uh, wrap up here very quickly. I would like to... Is anybody and everybody taking notes? Then I would like to just give you some scriptures for you to look at, and I might skim through these really quickly. Ephesians 3.20, that he can do abundantly, exceedingly abundantly, more than we could ever hope, dream, or imagine. Now to him, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above any all that we could hope to, according to the power that works in us. According to his power that works in us, his power working in, in us, as we co-labor with him, that we can do exceedingly and abundantly more than we were hope, think, dream, or imagine. Just like Dana is like super mom, incredible mom. She's a, a homeschooler. She leads the co-op. She created a co-op at their church. And uh, oh, amazing, amazing mom, more than she could have hoped, dreamed, or even imagined. Proverbs. 3, 5, and 6. Proverbs 29, 25. And I'd like to, I'd like to read Psalms uh, 37, 5, and 6. Psalms 37, 5, and 6. I already did that. Never mind that one. I wanted to go to the one about that, how we have to be really careful not to end up solving our problems, not to bring justice, but He is our vindicator. We turn it all over to the Lord. We trust in Him, and He will vindicate for us. But I want to throw one more thing in here, then we're going to close. We, we, had, a, we had a lady here, it's been probably two and a half years ago or so, that we spent some time with. She's like a celebrity. She's had a television program, singer, amazing, amazing woman, and uh, we got to have her here for a, a Sunday morning where she got to experience. And I remember telling her, hey, let's, let's go back to the, if you have time, I believe God has something for you. Uh, her name was Marie. I'll just throw in that, Marie. I believe God has something for you. We went back to my office. Security took her back there because when everybody figured out who she was, it's like, oh, everybody wanted pictures and autographs and stuff. But So security brought her back to my office. And while we were back there, some amazing, amazing things happened. God is so faithful. When we put our trust in Him, we don't need to be intimidated by anybody. If we'll be obedient to His Word, if we'll trust Him, He will never make us look stupid in their eyes. Does this make sense? We can be bold, we can be brave, we can be courageous. So we got back there, and we, got, we had a, an incredible time. The power of God came in. They were absolutely blessed, rocked, incredibly so. But she said before she left, she said, Some, this 
we'll just call this woman Ruth. Somebody go get Ruth. Somebody go get Ruth. Somebody go get Ruth. And she told us, this, Ruth is shattered. Ruth is shattered. Could you guys pray for her? Please pray for her. Sure. Yeah. Shattered. What does shattered mean? It's just like, so we're, 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 we're ready for her. And in the meanwhile, this, this lady, this celebrity lady, uh, her, her manager is coming in and says, you've got to go, got to go. Your pilot's waiting for you. It's like, oh my goodness, your pilot's waiting for you. That starts to get a little bit intimidating. Your pilot's holding the plane for you. Got to go, got to go, got to go. Stop, stop. Basically, when I'm ready, we'll go. She said, not until she gets back here. Well, the young lady that came back there is somebody that was demonically uh, oppressed, depressed for 12 years. She heard every day, you need to kill yourself. You need to kill yourself. The only way out is to kill yourself. And so the, the lady steps into the room, and she's just like looking around, all around like, like and... <clears throat> Marie says to her, Ruth, she looks at her, she says, do you trust me? Like, yes. It's Ruth, look at me in the eyes. Look me in the eyes. Do you trust me? Yes, yes. She asked her one more time. She said, Ruth, wasn't her name, but Ruth, do you trust me? She said, yes, yes, Marie, I trust you. She said, okay, then I want you to let these people pray for you because it's going to help you. I have to go now. I want you to trust these people if you trust me. It's like, oh. So she did. We ended up with another celebrity that was in there with us. Got to, got to pray. We got to see her delivered of three demons, com- walked out completely free, completely free, Reunited to her, her husband, her sister called later that day, to, it called me on my phone later that day and said, thank you guys so much. I will never forget this day. I have my sister back. So this morning, I just, to end up walking in complete freedom, to come to a complete understanding of just how valuable and important it is that we trust in God. It's like I feel like I, I've heard him about two or three times and it startled me, it kind of like shocked me a little bit. <clears throat> Saying like, Lynn, do you trust me? It's like, yeah, yes, yes, yes. You know I trust you. You know I trust you. Then do this. Do you trust me? Then do this, like, oh, that's so far out of my comfort zone. That's, uh, what? What? Do you trust me? And I just be- believe this morning that that's a-, a question for all of us. Like, God speaking directly to each one of us this morning, do you trust me? That as we stand together, But I believe he's asking that question. I I believe that as we are moving into 2022, that (laughs) stepping in two weeks in, second, third week in, like the big question that he's asking right now of each one of us, do you really trust me? 
Do you trust him this morning? Do you trust him this morning? It says even the demons believe. It's not a matter of do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe in God? The word says even the demons believe, but do you trust him? Do you trust him enough to submit your life and your will to him? Say, do you trust him? Jesus? Jesus? Again, Jesus. I love you. I trust you with all my heart, all my body, and my spirit, my soul, all that I am. I submit to you. I trust you. Lead me. Guide me. Direct me. And I will thank you. I will praise you and be obedient when I hear your voice to do as you instruct. Amen. God bless you. We have a prayer team up here. If you have never asked Jesus to come into your heart to be your Lord and Savior, to be your guide, to be the voice in your life that clearly directs you, I'll just encourage you, come on up. He's waiting. He's waiting for you. If you need prayer, if you need healing, if you just need a time of refreshing, today's the day. Today is the day of salvation. He's waiting. May the Lord bless you, keep you, Make his face to shine upon you and give you his peace. God bless you.